Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back to this good friend, Millennial Mike. And these videos are coming from you. We have been tagged in other uh, videos. This one, I believe, is Dave Ramsey. Again, folks, if you want us to react to any videos, tag Millennial Mike or I, and uh, we will maybe put it together. So, uh, Mike, what do we got this time? Yeah, so if you just send me a message on Instagram with a video linked, or if it is an Instagram video, you can tag me in it. And we got a bunch of these that we're going to go over. So this one is Dave Ramsey. He recently released a whole bunch of new real estate content in one of his hourly shows. And he talks about how real estate is not passive income. And anybody who's trying to tell you it's passive income clearly isn't a real estate investor. And there's no way they could be doing what they say they're doing. So we're going to watch this video. It's about a one-minute segment. Get a reaction. Then we're going to watch another 30-minute segment after. Mike, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All righty. Yeah, this should be good. I love when Dave Ramsey gets spicy. <laughs> um, but my goal long-term is to have a good career and, more importantly, to have financial stability ideally in the aspect of real estate, passive income and whatnot. That's awesome. That's I'm, all, I'm all for you buying, buying some real estate. Um, uh, but when idiots on the Internet say real estate is passive income, that means they've never owned any. Because there's nothing passive about dealing with renters and heat and, right. air, heat and air that goes out and roofs that leak. And a coach department shows up and wants to shut you down because somebody across the street cut a sewer line. Uh, there's nothing passive about managing real estate. Nothing whatsoever. You want passive, buy a mutual fund. They'll just put the check in your mailbox and you don't have to think anything about it. But real estate ain't passive. Um, it's very active. Uh, even if you're managing the managing company, they've still got to call you and approve the $8,400 new heating and air system that blew up. Or the other day I had a $26,000 one go out on one of our commercial buildings. Didn't feel passive to me at all. So... Um, Anyway, I love real estate, but please enjoy the idea that this is going to be some hassle factor that other investments don't have. It does give you a better rate of return that other investments don't have. But when I hear someone say passive income and real estate in the same sentence, it means they've been on get-rich-quick websites because they make it sound like, oh, well, the renters will just pay for it. Uh, Nope, you're going to pay for it. Maybe the renters pay you. All righty, so that was the first part of the video where he just tears into passive income and i gotta admit i do agree with him it yeah. isn't truly passive but it doesn't come even remotely close to putting in the time energy and effort that your nine to five w2 job for 45 years is going to take so mike what are your thoughts well i think there's a couple of things right it, it, it's it, and again i i hear things like this i have 20 years experience so i, I can see lots of angles so first and foremost from an accounting perspective uh, being a landlord month to month is passive income. So first off, the ta- the IRS sees it as passive. Uh, there's no question. 
Uh, if you want active income, you can do short-term rentals, right? There's a very clear delineation. If you're doing Airbnbs, that is active. That is a business. If you are doing month-to-month rentals, like I talk about it one rental at a time, that is passive income. That is a fact that not even Dave Ramsey could talk about. Second, uh, he's absolutely right. Uh, I do not, I do not consider, um, you know, my real estate portfolio mailbox money, which is, I think, where he was going, pushing stocks, mutual funds. It's not mailbox money. Uh, it does take processes. There are stressors. There are reserves. It is. It does take some time. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not. It's not like a job, at least not for me and Olivia and Dion and, and others. Uh, if you choose to self-manage and you grow a portfolio of, of hundreds, maybe it can become a job. Uh, but again, I don't, I don't know why he went, he just took, he was, he was cranky that morning. Um, so I agree. I, you know, from an IRS perspective, it is passive income that can't be argued. Um, if you're talking about it being mailbox money, it's not. Um, whether you self-manage like Dion with 16 units. I mean, Dion will tell you, he spends like four hours a month. Not technically passive, but certainly not active, right? Uh, you can set things up like that. You can get a small portfolio and, and it's actually rather, um, it's rather passive, but it's not completely passive. He's absolutely right. And then, yeah, you got to realize that you're in the people business. People will disappoint you. People will break stuff. Mother nature will break stuff. Uh, that's just, that's what you sign up for. Uh, if anybody's selling you get rich quick and like mailbox money for rentals, you should run. He's absolutely right. If somebody is sh sharing rentals or short-term rentals as mailbox money, run. Uh, you've never heard that uh, uh, from myself or any of you know the millionaires I speak to weekly. So, you know, I think he's. I think I don't know why he got testy on that topic. Um, well, it gets worse here in just a second. Oh no, he's right. going to debunk your entire investing strategy and tell tell. Tell the world that what you talk about, what you and Dion and Matt and myself, what everything that we talk about, it just can't be done. It just can't. We're unicorns. That's his his own words. You ready for it? I I, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, this idea that you're going to build a portfolio of uh, heavily debt ridden real estate and the renters are all going to make you rich is is so freaking laughable that it makes my head spin. And it's all by people who have never done it before. Okay, and uh, and well, Dave, you just didn't understand. Listen, honey, I uh, believe me. If there's only if there's one thing I know how to do, it's numbers. Okay, so I completely understood, and I did it with great gusto, uh, starting from nothing in three years. I had over a million dollar net worth, 125 properties. Okay, so starting from nothing in three years, and these fools are all going broke doing the same thing, and I was one of those fools. So you know. But you find people get rich in real estate, they're not ones that leverage up to their eyeballs. It's hard to find somebody who follows this passive income crap and 10 years later is not broke. It's very difficult to find 10 years later a real estate investor that follows that plan. They're, they're very rare. All right, Mike. So you, me, Dion Lumberjack, everybody else on your channel, we are very rare. You know... I don't know. So again, you got to be very, because I know Dave Ramsey's story, right? So again, he talks about being a millionaire in three years. Again, the reason he busted out is because he had the wrong debt structure. And I think what he's pointing out is a lot of these get rich quick folks are going to bust out. And I agree with them, mm -hmm. yeah. right? If you constantly go to 90% or heaven forbid, a hundred percent 
or you're overpaying on an, on an Airbnb and it has to be rented. I mean, there's a lot of people that will bust out. There's a lot of people that have built portfolios on very high level debt that he's right are going to bust out. But let's step. So a Dave Ramsey is right. But let's now step back and realize what we are not. Dion, myself, you, Matt, we are not high leverage. My average LTV across my portfolio is sub 50%. I can, you know, I consider using, you know, I leverage up today to, to 60%. Like if I'm going to buy something, I did, I bought stuff last year at 50% LTV. I think you can use debt wisely. Now realize I'm in a different season of my investing career. I'm at year 20, not year one. If I was in year one, I would do what I did before. I would get 30-year fixed rate debt, highest leverage as possible, 75 or 80%. I would only get cash flow day one. I wouldn't bet on appreciation. I wouldn't do break-even. I wouldn't do any of these things. And then I would let years go by, let equity build up, do a cash out refire 1031 exchange. I mean, my whole book, right? One rental at a time. I think if I think if Dave Ramsey read my book, he would probably say, good job. Because I was conservative. I took my chips off the table when things were overpriced. I think he would applaud that. I never bet on appreciation. I never had I never had 90-day debt. I never had one-year debt. I never had two-year debt. Uh, it was always 30 years, always cash flowed. Um, but you can. If you watch the market, lending market, you can move the chips around. I am not one of these people that says, hey, that house went. In fact, the only time I did it, Norris Drive, it went negative. That sucked. Did that one time. Never do that again. Right. So, um, no, I agree with Dave. I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of, like syndicators. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of people that don't understand they're already bankrupt and don't know it. There's a lot of people with short-term debt. There are people with one-year bridge debt IO that, that can't refi and they're done. They're going to be a fourth seller. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like high debt. If you're in the early part of your career, you can, you can, you can recycle capital. You're doing it on a couple of deals, but you got caught with higher rates. So you have to leave more money in, but still it's, it's a way to move chips around. Dion has never recycled capital. He just takes the income snowball and, you know, keeps saving. So, um, I'm actually going to agree with Dave. Uh, I, and, and I, and again, I don't think he's calling us unicorns. He I think he did use that specific term. I just had to think I cut it out. <laughs> oh, no, but, but again, I'm saying, I don't think he would look at what I did. And I don't think he would put me in the get rich quick, high leverage camp. I don't think he would. Right. right? I, you know, for example, Graham Stephan's video, I think Graham's portfolio was like 50% LTV or something. And, and, and Dave Ramsey's like, hey, you clearly know what you do. You're doing just fine. Keep at it. He didn't tell Graham to take his 10 million bucks from YouTube and pay off his debt. He didn't tell him that. He said, you have fixed, low fixed rate debt. Your debt's under three. Keep going. So I don't, yeah, I don't feel like a unicorn at all. I think I'm a very conservative and risk averse individual. Uh, I don't think there's anything I did that's unique. I do think pushing your chips on the table, like a lot of these high leverage folks are doing, eventually you bust out. And I've seen it. I knew a guy who had a $10 million portfolio, a la Dave Ramsey, uh, who, who didn't let 150K loss go by and he lost his entire portfolio because of high leverage. The dominoes fell, he couldn't get out of the way. I don't think I'm in that camp. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think Dave would look at what we've done and go, okay, you know, safely use debt, 
50%, plenty of cash flow, your reserves are fine. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll talk to Dave and show him our portfolio and see what he thinks. Well, that would be pretty cool. Um, so there's a couple things to keep in mind when it comes to Dave. And I've watched his show since I was 18 years old. So I was like 14 years ago. It was back when I started listening to it on the radio before it was a YouTube show. Um, he, he, there's the advice that he gives people. And then there is the conversations he has with other successful business owners. And almost every conversation he has with some other actual multi-multi-millionaire who's an investor or a business owner or anything, when they talk about debt, he is never going to say, I'm going to teach what you're saying, because he comes literally from even a religious perspective of the debtor is the the debtor borrower is slave to the lender. He quotes a scripture for it. And for him, it's a religious thing, which that's fine. Um, you also have to understand, like you mentioned, he got burned because he was using 90 day bridge loans. And then the bank came and called him all at once and he couldn't get out from under him. And he slowly went bankrupt over like a year or two. And I think that just scorched him so bad that he's gone the complete opposite direction. And while he would probably look at your portfolio and say, of all the people using debt, you seem to be doing it responsibly. He's never going to sit down and advocate for it to his people. So where I disagree with him is when he gives advice to people like the caller who was on the phone. This person called in and said, hey, I want to look at making myself financially stable through real estate investing. And Dave said, well, it actually, you probably should do mutual funds. And if you do want to do real estate investing, it should be all cash and that's it. You and I have both said that's terrible advice. The way to be successful in real estate investing is not to pay 100% cash for an $800,000 property. It's going to take you 10 years to save. And in those 10 years, it's going to go up another 800,000. Just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, I think there's a lot of people that, that invest in real estate because of get rich quick. And the last two years, a lot of them did. The next two years, they're not. So I know where Dave's coming from, right? I get people reaching out to me all the time, almost desperate to be free. And when you're desperate like that, you believe what you you believe anything. Real estate investing is is time. It takes 10 years. The first three to five years suck. It's slow for everyone. It's slow for me. It's slow for you. Um, but if you do it responsibly, conservatively, uh, you can get there, right? Um, it can be amazing. It's not a get rich quick business. It's just not. It's a get rich for sure, but not a get rich quick. And I'll never preach it as, as, as such. All right, Mike. Well, that's all we had for this Dave Ramsey video, but we have another Dave Ramsey video queued up to go next. So we'll see you in the next video.